welcome to Sister Social, a podcast of healing. I'm your host, Brendan, and I have a special guest with me, Angela. Hello. Thanks for joining. I am super excited to have you here because I feel like we always have these really good conversations because we can easily connect and like bounce off of each other. Mm-hmm. You're a Gemini, my Mercury's in Gemini. So the banter, it's just easy. It's just easy. <laughs> it's just an easy flow. Yeah. And I feel like too, I know like when was the when did we meet? What year did we meet? It must have been like 2018, 2019. 2019. So uh, your partner and I started working together in 2018, uh-huh. uh, November 2018. And I think we all hung out sometime in 2019. 2019. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like too, from like when I first met you to now, like such a big shift of like you as a person, but also me as a person as well. Because I mean, we all went through a lot of, like, (laughs) a lot of things, especially with 2020. (laughs) Yes. 2020 put everybody through the ringer. (laughs) So um, it's nice to just, like, see your development and to have these, like, special moments where we're kind of on the same page. But, like, totally, we don't see each other all the time, but we're still, like, having this lingo these conversations where i'm like oh you're a spiritual girly you get it you get it i i always feel like you and i are like you said there's moments where we don't reach out long periods of times but it's not necessarily because we're not there cheerleading for each other it's more so like there are moments where we're taking that time to water ourselves really Mm -hmm. focus on ourselves And I appreciate your friendship so much because whenever we come around to gravitating towards each other again, it's like we never stop communicating. We're wanting the best for each other. We're rooting for our continuous healing journeys, our continuous transformations. Yes. I definitely have been blessed in getting to see you grow so much over time, like the brand that I met back in 2019 is not the brand that I know now. Yes. Well, thank you for validating <laughs> that and recognizing that because I see it too. Like, not even the external factors, but like the internal factors as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and same for you too, just like hearing all the things that you've been doing to contribute to your growth as well as like very noble and like I love that because sometimes it's hard to do the work it's hard to get face all those little inner demons that we have it is it is and definitely one of the constant battles is like do you let the inner demons win or do you try to combat them with these coping tools that are going to help you fight them off yeah honestly I'm kind of like at the state where I'm like I'm not trying to fight my inner demons because, like, there is a reason in my life for them to be present and to support in my safety. I'm like, okay, we're going on this journey together. I'm not fighting you because then that's already spending a lot of energy there. I'm going to take you along this journey. 
but you gotta be quiet back in the back seat, all right? Yeah. <laughs> you get them to be quiet in the back seat? Oh no, they still be yapping. They yapping in my ear. I'm like, girl, I'm trying to drive. I'm trying to keep us alive here. <laughs> yes, yes, I can definitely resonate with that. I'm I'm in the mental journey, mental space, the journey where. Not necessarily fighting with my demons, but more so trying to conversate with my demons. Oh. Like, let me try to understand you. And can you explain to me the why behind you feel like this behavior is appropriate? Yeah. Like me speaking to myself, right? Ooh, I love And those conversations are very tough and they take a lot of time to digest. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's taken me like a couple of days just to digest those kind of conversations when I have them with myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I think I can relate to that too. Of like, and that's like why it's important to create the space and the time to really connect with that self and ask those questions. Yeah, and I think this is a good segue to the topic of the <laughs> podcast, which is our current life lessons and kind of diving in of like how that shows up for us and also how we recognize the lessons that are entering our lives and like going from there and seeing that. So what are some of your current life lessons? What are you, what are you learning? Um, I'm definitely learning to remind myself to not be people pleasing from, from your first podcast. I was like, I was definitely one of those individuals that was saying over and over in my head, I resonate with this so much. Like, people will stop being pleased when you stop people pleasing. Yes. I was just like, the truth in that. Mm -hmm. Let me replay it over and over because I'm definitely the type of individual that gets stuck in this loop of people pleasing everybody in my life because I think that's the only reason they want to be in my life. Mm-hmm. And putting myself first means not people pleasing people. Yeah. <laughs> so repetitive, but honestly, it makes sense though, because what you're saying too, and like another way to rephrase it is you're filling up your cup before you're filling up other people's cups. Some of us don't even know how to fill up our own cups. And that was very much me. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that it's not about me filling up my own cup. It's about me pouring into others for so long. And I think that's why in my previous longest relationship, why it took so long is because in my mentality, I thought, oh, I'm supposed to help this individual overcome all the challenges they're seeing right now. Yeah. And I was basically like ignoring my needs, ignoring what I needed to get through my healing journey just to help somebody else get through some sort of journey because I can't speak for somebody else. Yeah. That's like really important too because I can also relate to that of, Oh, like I, I'm going to help everyone and like help everyone on their healing journeys and whatnot. And I'm going to get this person to get to this point. And sometimes the lesson that I've learned is it's on their own timing too. Like Mm -hmm. you can give everyone the tools that they need to get through these moments 
And it's important for them to be able to implement it themselves because that's part of their journey. Exactly. Ooh. Control what you can. And that means I can't control other people's healing journeys. <laughs> yeah. But I can control how do I pour that back into my cup instead of other people's cups. Mm-hmm. I can't control. Well, I'm trying to teach this individual to learn these tools for them to get through their day to day. Well, let me apply those same tools to myself because I get myself dates through the day. Yeah. But do I get myself in a manner where it's going to be fruitful to my mental health or it's going to be draining to my mental health? Oh, yes. So trying to remind myself, you know, get up a little bit earlier in the day and do something that's going to help your future you. Oh, I love that. How are you helping your, how are you taking on something, a task away from your future self Mm -hmm. to alleviate some time for them? So we're always, we're always like running on time. We're always running on time. Yeah. So how do I give myself more time in the future? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's definitely one of the life lessons that I've had is like, I'm not a morning person. I hate being up early. <laughs> yes, I can really. <laughs> I rather have a slow, chill, relaxed morning. But in California, we don't get that. <laughs> yeah. We're up at six in the morning trying to be at work at nine in the morning because we have to be in traffic for how long? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's city living, though. That's <laughs> that's like L.A. life. <laughs> that's my current world. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that that's important, too. Like, even though that you're having these, like, moments where you're like, okay, I don't really have enough time to give to myself. I think, too, it's also making the small moments like Mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna make a small cup of coffee and spend at least 10 minutes doing this thing for myself um it doesn't have to be this whole big thing of like i'm going to the gym at six or five in the morning and doing this because that just stresses me out yeah we can work our way up to that i think that's something that i always try and advocate for because you know, my partner, Jonathan, he'll be like, go all in, go all in. Like we're doing it the whole five days. And I think that's where we start to experience the burnout. And then we start to really lose the connection to like our why during those moments. Yes, we definitely do. Mm -hmm. I can definitely agree with the burnout. Yeah. I've uh, put myself through those situations quite often. The 6 a.m., let me go to the gym, let me rush home, shower, rush, getting ready, go to work. And now you're going through your day through, like, rush, 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 rush. Yeah. Where are you stopping to breathe the air and really look around to your surroundings? Mm-hmm. To your point, that's what leads to the burnout. Yeah. Capitalism. <laughs> Damn it. (laughs) I think, though, what I had a thought of was using, like, an alarm, too, to be like, maybe we have those alarms on our phones that tell us, that have the little note, like, check in, and, like, have those little check-ins of, like, okay, where where am I at? Where is my body? Because I know, too, in 
working a nine to five, I yeah. also experienced like, oh my gosh, I didn't eat. And that is not okay. Because how am I giving my my body the fuel to sustain any energy to give to anyone? <laughs> right? I, you and I are both guilty for that. <laughs> We're both guilty of doing that. And that just, when I don't feed my body, I start getting this emotion of irritation. Oh, yeah. You can get hangry. Yeah. Oh, you're a hangry girl, too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, me, too. <laughs> Don't talk to me when I'm hangry, because I'm, I'm going to be like, what are you doing in my face right now that you you don't have food for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've been doing better about reminding myself to eat. Good for you. Good for you. Because no one deserves to have hangry Angela talking to them. <laughs> honestly i could totally relate to that because i'm the same way like oh i'm feeling a little lethargic (laughs) that's the term i'm like oh you better run you better run (laughs) um yeah so filling up your own cup it sounds like is the lesson yeah i feel like so last week i was like crying a lot because I'm just going through a lot of like different changes in my life where I'm making a transition away from my nine to five to explore other spaces and mm, challenge myself in different ways. So that has been like a big transition. And I think too, like on the podcast, I'm preaching all these things. So like, do this, do that. I want to always make sure, too, that I'm practicing what I'm preaching because I acknowledge that it's easier said than done, too. It's easier to be like, just, like, change the narrative. Mm -hmm. If you're not creating the opportunities to practice that, then how are you going to work through your inner demons telling you X, Y, and Z? Or Changing the narrative is hard, but it's doable. Uh-huh. And when you say that, I just think to myself, like, I've tried to change the narrative around my fitness journey, mm-hmm. been struggling around my fitness journey for years now, but it's, I've come to peace to say that it's like, it's an ongoing journey that is going to have bumps along the road, but yeah. we're getting it through. Yeah. So... Where I'm going with that is I've been trying to change the behavior of stop going to the gym so consistently, burning out, and then going again, then burning out, then going again. But when I get burnt out, I'm out of the gym for long periods of time, like three, six, a year, two years. And that's where I fall short in the rest of my good habits. And I fall off my my routine where... The routine helps me keep in mind of where I'm at with my mental health. Going back to what we're discussing on topic is pouring back in your own cup is practicing the compassion to remind myself that if I fall off my routine of going to the gym, that's okay. Yeah. I have the rest of my things that I do for myself that are going to keep me in check. And as soon as I can get back to the gym, I'm going to do it, but it's not going to be in a manner where I'm going to burn out again. Yeah. And then just completely not want to do it for years. Mm -hmm. I think that's also, we were kind of talking about this earlier too, where 
exploring different options or avenues. Like when you work out, it doesn't have to be like going to the gym all the time. It could be other forms like going on a walk, going on a hike, walking, going on a hike with your dog. I don't know. Or roller skating or skateboarding, whatever it might be. Like there's so many different ways, even with like, meditation I know we've talked about too like it doesn't have to be you sitting and meditating it could be like a moving meditation where you're walking and you're listening to like a guided you know because that's also practicing mindfulness to what's in my immediate surrounding and it's giving credit to the other things that deserve attention yes the beauty that of the world that we live in exactly Yes, girl. <laughs> we love it. Oh, we wow. love diversifying the things that we do. Yeah. Um, I don't, we were talking about this, how I don't always have the m- mental space or the energy to be journaling, yeah. writing sometimes. Like, to tell you the truth, sometimes my hand comes up from writing because I like to write in a journal. I'm not, I'm not the individual that's typing on a computer. Yeah. I'm, if I'm journaling, I'm writing it down by hand, mm-hmm. but my hand gets cramped up. So the other, the other ways that I actually like to record my journey is sometimes I'll rotate it with doing voice memos. I love that. Just record a session in the morning or at night. It just, it, I just let the universe guide me into, Hey, this is the moment where I need to record. But it's going to be during a period of time where I just get those messages. Mm-hmm. Then there's sometimes where I don't even have the mental capacity to speak. And I just feel, I just feel. Yeah. And I usually have, like, if you go through my Spotify like music list, my likes. Yeah. There's the theme of everything goes in groups. And every group of likes uh-huh. has... The theme of how I'm feeling. Mm. And so you'll see there was periods of time where I'm feeling so gloomy, but a bit hopeful. There's other periods of time where I'm feeling so energized, but my ego is a bit out. (laughs) And other times where I'm just happy and just vibing and going with the music. The point is that I can go through writing my emotions down to voicing my emotions down to feeling my emotions down and reminding myself that if I don't journal every day, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. I think that I love to hear all the things that you're saying too, because you are exploring different ways where you can like meet yourself where you're at and honor where you're at. Because I think that's a lot of the times too of like, we get stuck into our own heads and our own thoughts in our own head to of it looking a certain way or having to be a certain thing every yeah. single time that we forget to honor and listen to our bodies too. Yes. And that's like where we start to experience the burnout because we're not honoring our bodies and listening and leading with compassion too. Like just because like I would always label my moments of like, oh, I'm so lazy. Like, 
why am I so lazy, blah, blah, blah. But you're being so mean to yourself in those moments. Yeah. So that's where I had to switch the narrative too and just say like, oh, I'm not being lazy. I'm just recharging. Yeah. Or I'm giving my time, my body the time and space it needs to recover. I actually learned that from you. Um, the ability to speak to yourself in a kind and nice manner. Yeah. It's like you deserve to speak to yourself nicely. Yeah. You deserve to tell yourself today we're having a slower morning and that's completely okay. Mm-hmm. Today we're not feeling a hundred percent and you know what? We're going to be a little slower in the tasks, but we're getting things done and that's okay. Yeah. Changing the narrative from the way I grew up to your point, you hear, I'm lazy. I grew up being told you're lazy if you're sitting on your ass. Speaking kinder to yourself, learning that from you. I've actually like been able to imagine myself sitting in front of younger me and speaking to younger me and those like kind words like hey you want to go play outside with the water but it's raining and you're gonna get sick so it's best that you stay inside as opposed to the other way that i may have heard it which was not the kindest but yeah just changing the narrative in my mind of how to talk to myself has really I don't know, made it easier for me to not take things personally when other people speak to me in a different tone. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, because you can do it with yourself now yeah. and it makes it easier to be able to handle it from like external spaces or people, yeah. places, things, whatever. What I wanted to know is like, what are some of the tools you use to continue to practice that compassion with yourself? I feel like... When I get into, so I'm going to use examples because especially last week I was having just a lot of emotions come up and that's where I'm like, okay, I'm releasing these like old beliefs that aren't serving me, that are preventing me from leaning into the space that I know that I deserve to be in. And I think too, that's just like exploring other spaces and like, leaving the nine to five job that I currently have to be able to do that. And those are some of the thoughts that come up where I'm like, oh, are you sure? Like you're going to fail. Like all these like thoughts come in my head. And that's where I had, I literally stopped myself and I was like, this is what I deserve. I like had to say out loud and repeating it over and over and over again. So I was just like, this is what I deserve. I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. I'm safe. I'm safe. Yeah. I'm safe. Like, I just had to repeat it. Like, even though I didn't feel it in that moment, I was like, I can't let all of these other things in my mind stop me from getting to the goal and experiencing the journey that I deserve to have. Exactly. And it's going to get a little uncomfortable. I had to acknowledge that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. And do you trust that you're, everything's going to work out in your favor? Like this is a moment where you have to say, practice what you preach. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You've been saying everything works out in your favor. Are you believing that right now? Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's where I've been noticing like the test and the opportunities that I'm getting to because even last week I had a moment where my company asked me to stay and to stay part-time and I still had to practice saying, you know, I, I believe that I need to be elsewhere. Yeah. And saying that, cause you know, all the other fears were like, well, that can be like a stable income. Like that could at least be something, you know? And I was like, nope. Oh, the little was just trying to convince you to stay. Yeah. That was just like a test for me, for me, from the universe to be like, no, I'm still committing to this. I still believe in my dreams, even though all these emotions are coming up. Yeah. I trust that I'm being taken care of. Love that. It was a lot, though. <laughs> I was crying a lot. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, so to answer your question, that's what I do. I just, like, go through telling myself all the things that I continue to tell myself that are supporting my best and highest good. Like, good. I'm, that's how I change the narrative is by saying the opposite. I definitely agree with you on that. And when we have these conversations, it just feels like there's a mirror right in front of me. <laughs> because this, some of the situations that you bring up, it's like, oh, I, I've definitely been in that situation where I've, I felt like everything was going the opposite direction, but I was writing... I was writing everything in a manner where it's like, no, I need to remind myself there is things to be grateful for. There is things to have so much gratitude towards. There's things to remind myself to keep me going forward. While in this moment, I feel like everything around me is like hidden. Like I feel like I'm in the middle of a fog. Yeah, There is something on the other side. We can't see it right now. I can't acknowledge it right now. But the good is on the other side. So let me just focus on the good things that I I can write down. So I'm grateful for I have a home. I'm grateful for I have a job. Yeah. I'm grateful for the people around me. Mm-hmm. And you have a valid, a valid fear of, you know, what the future could hold with this shift that you're going through in your life yeah but i feel like this shift is going in such a positive direction that despite not knowing what the future brings it's definitely testing how much do you trust yourself how much do you trust in the universe how much do you trust that the universe is always conspiring in your in our favor Mm -hmm. yeah i think too what i'm learning also is like why is my mind going to a space of what could go wrong? Yeah. What if I thought what could go right? Exactly. And I think too, that's like what gets me so energized too of like, like, oh, this could happen or this could happen yeah. or this. Like, you know, like I start to feel that kid like self that just gets excited and like, oh my God, there's so many things that could happen. <laughs> that's like, could be so exciting and such a different experience. <laughs> And that's what keeps me going to like, all right, I know what I need to do. I heard Gen Z calls it 
um, being being in your Delulu mindset. Oh yes, the Delulu. <laughs> I love the, the Delulu. Honestly, that's how I've gotten myself to where I am today with the Delulu mindset. <laughs> I'm like, hey, like I struggle with uh, imposter syndrome. Oh yes, and one way I've been bottled battling more so trying to mend things with imposter syndrome is being in this delusional mindset that I'm actually better than the current situation, but reminding myself to stay humble. Like there's so many things I need to learn. I've learned where I'm at, but there's so many more things I need to learn. So where am I seeking the learning? Where, where am I learning more? Where is the lesson here? Or how am I supposed to help in my work setting? How am I supposed to help my employee like overcome this challenge that they're seeing? Yeah. And trying to identify. <laughs> Here's the delusion and how I can elevate myself. But then here is, here is the challenge I need to overcome to get there. Got it. I don't know if I'm making any sense. I think so. I hear what you're saying because... You got to be a little Delulu too. It's kind of like believing in yourself too. Like that imposter syndrome that's like, girl, are you sure you're meant to be here? You got to (laughs) have that delusional self of being like, yeah, actually I am meant to be here. This is my space. I own this space. Yeah. uh Mm -hmm. I know what to do. (laughs) Also, you know, if you need help, it's okay to ask for help too in those moments. That is the hardest part for me to do though. Like, at least speaking for myself, like asking for help is probably the hardest thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. And it's taken building really good, strong relationships with some of my siblings and friends to be open to asking for help. Not that long ago, I was trying to handle everything by myself. And I just came to the point where like, if I keep trying to handle my personal uh, life tasks and my work-life tasks all on my own, I'm going to end up with huge burnout to the point that I could end up being physically sick. Yeah. Um, in my family, there in our blood, there does line, uh, we have uh, epilepsy runs in our blood. Oh, okay. And so that can be easily triggered from my dad's epilepsy being triggered in 2019, that can be triggered just by heavy stress. And I'm like, if I constantly try to handle everything by myself, I'm putting myself through that stress. Yeah. And I'm manifesting myself with epilepsy. And I'm just like, how do I help my future self avoid that? Yeah. How do I, going back to being selfless, how do I help what can I do in the moment now that my future self is going to feel grateful for, right? Mm-hmm. One thing that I've identified is going on my morning runs. If I can't do it every day, that's okay. But going on my morning runs, it allows me, you were talking about how last week you released the emotion of crying quite often. Yeah, My runs help me release the emotions that I often feel stuck that I can't like, there's moments where I go where I want to cry and I can't cry. Yeah. You don't have like the space. You don't. And sometimes my like 
subconscious doesn't help me understand that I'm not feeling safe in the environment to cry, but I'm trying to figure out, okay, how can I release the emotion? Because otherwise I'm going to feel more frustration. Yeah. And I'm just going to continue down this spiral. Yeah. And I was running. That's one of the things. <laughs> yeah. I, I just love to hear all of the different tools that you're describing too, because Sometimes it takes exploring too and feeling what feels right. Yeah. And what you're like, oh, I like this. <laughs> this feels good. <laughs> um, and I appreciate you kind of sharing that as well. Of like, I got to make sure I'm not doing the most because yeah. I see it as this too. Like, how am I getting other oppor- people other opportunities to grow and develop? If I'm doing everything for them, they're not learning too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If I'm doing everything for them, they're not. That that is the lesson I had to learn. <laughs> I know, I know, I learned it too. That's why I'm saying it and practicing it. So I feel like talking about lessons too. It's not just like a one and done thing. Yeah. It's remembering. Okay, this is what the lesson is, and it's still practicing it whenever it comes up too yeah and that's where that compassion if you oops i forgot about this lesson that's all right because that's what growing is it's not like okay i learned the lesson i'm done growing no no no, nice try (laughs) nice try (laughs) the reminders always come up yes (laughs) so i think I love hearing about like the tools that you're using, the lessons too. So what, how do you know like a lesson is coming up in your life or? I mean, the easiest way for me to know it's a lesson, it's, um, it's tying it to the trigger that I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. The trigger. And sometimes it's so, the lesson comes so lightly that I don't even pick up on it immediately. So tying it to the trigger and tying it to a repetitiveness of it happening, right? Yeah. Sometimes I struggle having clear communication with my family. And without having clear communication, there's growing frustration. Yeah. And it came to the situation where I I had to have it I had to have an uncomfortable conversation because the ground frustration kind of blew up in my face. Oh. And the lesson there was like, hey, Angela, if you keep not making time just to touch base with someone, there's a lot that's going to be happening without you being aware. I, I could have avoided the volcano exploding had I make five minutes out of my day just to have a conversation. Yeah. But when the frustration grows and you're not aware of the frustration, it it confused me because I'm like, what is the lesson here? What what am I trying to understand here? Why is like you get com- I get confused. Yeah. And so that's why I like I was trying to like kind of I tend to overthink or like self analyze a lot. Yeah. And I try to think, okay, what, what am I trying to learn here? Because this is something that I need to learn here. This is, there's frustration coming from both ends, not just one end. And I'm constantly being triggered because I don't feel like I have that space to speak up 
Why is that happening? Why is that happening? That's because I'm not giving the space to talk about the positive things between me and this other individual. And when we are talking, we're only talking about the negative things. Mm -hmm. But why are we focusing so much on the negative things when the good thing about life is to focus on the little things to celebrate? Yeah. Because the little things to celebrate is what get us, it's what get us up in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy when my boss yells at me. Yeah, no one is. No one is. <laughs> but I'm happy when my boss tells me a, a compliment of like, oh, look, your team did amazing. Yeah. I know the the areas of opportunity for my team, but my boss nitpicking on the areas of opportunity is not going to help me to stay motivated. Yeah. That was the lesson that I was learning in that lack of communication is speak of the positive things first before the negative things Mm -hmm. and continue to build value on why those positive things keep us going through the negative things. Yeah. Had I focused on the positive things, maybe the frustration would have decreased instead of um, what the outcome actually was. Yeah. But... It also sounds like, too, like, speaking it on the onset of you feeling those emotions. Yeah. Because at least for me, when I let those things build up, then it becomes an explosive thing. And it comes out in not the healthy ways. Yeah. And that's definitely something I've learned. It's just even being so open. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, we have to think, too, of, like, different relationships and different spaces too so like be conscious of that like i'm not suggesting telling your boss like you know you really pissed me (laughs) off here like there's a way to approach that too you know i think it's just practicing saying this is what i'm feeling i'm not sure what the source is of these feelings and i'm gonna sit with it i just want to be transparent with you though yeah if you have that relationship and if you're able to like communicate that. I love that. And it's definitely something I, I would want to communicate to your point. It's, it's something that both individuals have to be like open to communicating with one another. Yeah. I think that's where we were also mentioning too, like having those moments where you, ask before you're unloading onto people so hey do you have the space to be able to talk about this or do you have the space to you know hear what i'm feeling right now so that way people can give the consent as well because sometimes we'll just unload or some people unload on me and i'm like i don't know if i have the space for that you know yeah. <laughs> As much as I love you, yeah, I'm going through my own stuff right now. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's really important, too, is making sure, hey, do you have the space to talk and not feeling a certain type of way if someone says no? Yeah. Because we're all going through our own stuff, too. To your point, you know, the no is not always the funnest thing to hear. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. And that go- goes to like, I've always heard this term. And I feel like this, I relate it more towards like, oh, if I'm applying to a job and then I get a no, 
I always love to remind myself like rejection is protection. I'm not meant to be in that space. That's why I've been told no. Yeah. And I think that could also be applied to like people being like, no, I don't have the space. Like, okay, rejection is protection. Maybe if I would have said something and they weren't didn't have the space, then it wouldn't have been a productive conversation from exactly. the start. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. I think we unlocked something. Dang. Point there. <laughs> It's giving it's giving the space for something bigger and greater to come your way. Yeah. It's giving the space for the universe to deliver on the divine gift that is meant for you. Yeah. So I I definitely can resonate to the fact that I don't like hearing no's, but with your reminders, this is an opportunity to receive an even greater gift. Yes. That you weren't even expecting. Exactly. And and that's literally that's literally what happens. Like I feel like, you know, I had to I was talking a, the other day oh, the other day, a couple of weeks ago, I was uh talking to my sister about how it's really hard for me to be the one to say no when I'm talking to someone that I wanna cut ties with. Yeah. Um, in my early 20s, I'd be the one ghosting people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, because that's the easier way, right? That's that's the easy route. You, you know, you're just like, uh, n- block your number, never talk to you ever again. Yeah. But we're, we want to be respectful of each other's spaces. We want to be respectful of, like, your time and my time. And if I want to preach what I speak, then I'm going to tell you, hey, whatever this is, it's not working out for me. Mm-hmm. And depending on how they re- react, it's either going to prove, hey, you're not the one for me, or it's going to like show like, okay, maybe they're already doing growing on their own. Yeah. Who knows? The perception can be anything. Mm-hmm. And so I had the opportunity to practice being the one to say, I'm walking away from this, which I never do. Like, Going back to me being a Gemini, I have my ways into talking the other individuals to saying, like, yeah, let's mutually walk away from this. Yeah. Oh, like, that's how you paint it. Like, it's yeah. a mutually... It's mutually yes. parting ways. <laughs> but okay. that was not going to work with this situation. Yeah. This, this, this situation was like, no, let's fix it. Let's fix it. Let's fix it. Let's fix it. Yeah, sometimes we want to be the fixer. We want to be Bob the Builders. We're going to fix all the problems. <laughs> sometimes it's not our job, though, to fix it, too. I was just thinking, hey, there's nothing to fix here. Okay, or that, too. There's nothing to fix. It's just we got to move on. Yeah, like, you may see an opportunity to fix something, but part of being more selfless is knowing when someone does not match up your energy level yeah and as much as they want to fix it it's like there's nothing to fix here i i think this is where i'm setting the boundary there's nothing to fix here and being vocal and speaking up and saying about what i really like it was it was such a lift off my shoulders i guess like finally Growing some balls. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And really speaking about how I felt like, hey, this is how I feel. This is how we're proceeding. You can either respect it or not respect it. But 
this is how it's going to go. Yeah. And just, it just ties back to this is how I'm pouring more into my cup instead of others individuals' cups. It's not being shy to really own my, my choices, my opinions, my decisions. Maybe that's the right word. Yeah. Your choices too of like yeah. being able to split or part ways with someone. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really big because first and foremost, we're taught to like, you know, keep the peace to yes. you. And yeah, that's important. And not also practicing not dishonoring like what you're feeling. Too. Yeah. If you're feeling like this is not a safe space for me to be in, it's okay to be like, I don't feel safe here and I don't want to go because X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Do you ever like get in this? Like, do you ever question like, why do I? I don't know. Because there was periods of time where I was feeling like I don't necessarily not feel safe, but at the same time, I don't know how I really feel. Mm. So just like not having a clear understanding of what it is you desire or, or what you're actually currently feeling. Yeah, I think that's where I I have those moments where I stop and ask myself, like, how are you feeling? And if there's no, like, clear indication, it's like, okay, like, then it, I can just continue to move forward as is. And if something comes up, then that's when I'll get more of a clear indication. See, I should, I should probably do that because instead I grow myself, like, I go through this, like, no, try to understand, try to understand. Yeah. Well, that's where, like, when you start to force it, then you s- you stop receiving that information. Because then... <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, what happens, too, when I'm, like, meditating and I'm... Because I get, like, visuals in my head. Yeah. And then if I start to focus too much on, like, what the visual is trying to... They go me, away. It starts to fade away. And I'm like, oh, it's because I'm putting too much emphasis on trying to understand it. And I just need to allow it to flow. And if it disappears, that's all right. Like, at least I got a glimpse of it to be able to process it or at least allow myself in the future to have the aha moment. Because I I have the aha moments too where I'm like, I understand. I understand. (laughs) Yeah. We understand why. Yeah. So I think, too, that's where I really love journaling because that helps me to to identify these themes and these lessons that continue to present themselves in my life. And it for me, lessons always come in, like, different people, places, or things. Like, it's kind of the same lesson, but it's across different areas and mm-hmm. different individuals. Yeah. So that way I can practice those skills in different settings and know, oh, I'm doing the same thing. It's just practicing saying that to this person or practice saying it to the substance. Like, cause that's also a big shift that I've been doing too is I haven't been drinking. It's been like, four or five months now yeah so it's been like a huge like shift because i always felt like i had to like 
go into these spaces and people would be like, take shots, like peer pressure. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to like, and that was a way of me dishonoring myself and me not setting a boundary of like, I don't want to do this. Instead, I would allow it to happen and allow myself to be put in these spaces. And now I'm like, no, I don't drink like, sorry. And I'm actually really grateful. Don't even apologize. Yeah, sorry, yeah. but you're saying <laughs> I love how you said don't apologize and you said sorry too. <laughs> <laughs> we remind each other. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a good point because I also think too, people have been so responsive to that as well. So it was just in my mind where I was like, oh my god, like how can I say no? Like, how are people going to respond? And of course, like, you do have those moments, especially in drinking mm-hmm. settings where people are like, come on, it's this event or it's my Beer. birthday. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm here. My presence is my gift. Yeah. Oh. Hello. Don't peer pressure me into drinking. My presence is my gift. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Wow, so eloquent. (laughs) Honestly, that's the way I see it. And I definitely, for me, I'm the type of individual that sometimes I do like to drink. Yeah. I socially drink. But I definitely will 1000% be the individual to help avoid peer pressure for anybody around me who doesn't want to drink. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't feel like you have to drink alcohol. There's alternatives. We'll get you a shot of Sprite. (laughs) Yes. We'll get you a THC drink. Whatever it is that you would like to drink, just vocalize it because we want to be respectful of boundaries. If yeah. we want to set boundaries, we want to be respectful of boundaries. Yeah. But how how are we supposed to know those boundaries if we don't tell our friends, like, hey, by the way, I'm not drinking right now. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. I think, too, that's why I label it as, like, people places or things yeah. because it doesn't always have to be a person too that you're setting a boundary with it can yeah. be a thing an object too like oh like i'm not doing this because it's not serving my best and highest good either exactly so well i really appreciate you like sharing all the tools too and you know your journey that you've been on thus far and yeah being vulnerable too about your experiences and coming on the podcast too. You're amazing. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. I'm beyond blessed to be sharing anything here in, in this space with you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and so just final thoughts. So talking about current lessons, setting boundaries seems like a big one mm-hmm. we ain't people pleasing no more honey we, no. we filling up our cups you pour your cup first before you pour anybody else's cup yeah because also if you're pouring up your cup think of like that little pyramid too of like <laughs> you're that top cup mm-hmm. and if you're pouring it into yourself it just pours it yeah it trickles down yes it does yes. you're right you're 1000% right but everybody else's cup is not going to get filled if you don't fill yours first yes Uh uh-huh so focus on filling up your cups lessons to whatever themes that you continue to see in your life write them down 
And then like create the space to actually ask yourself, like, what am I meant to learn or what am I meant to implement in these moments? Exactly. And also trying different ways too. Like it doesn't have to be writing in a journal. It could be the voice memos. Creating a, a, a music playlist for the moment, for the week, for the month. Uh, it could be starting to draw a painting series. Like yes. Monday, I felt like this. Tuesday, I felt like this. So just doodles. It It's not about just being able to write down what you're feeling. It's about all the different emotions and how you can actually be able to put them in some sort of voice memo paper for you to be able to see, hear, or feel, right? Some people, that's knitting. They're knitting their emotions away. Yes. Yeah, because it's all noticing, too, about, like, the patterns and the thoughts that come up, too. Exactly. So, and not giving those thoughts attention or energy, too, Mm -hmm. like, just acknowledging that this is a thought I don't have to identify with mm-hmm. this thought. Some thoughts are just passing thoughts. Uh-huh. I, that's actually, real quickly, that's actually a lesson I had to learn this past month. Like, not everything I think deserves attention. Yeah. Yeah. Not, it's just a thought. Yeah. It's not something that is your identity, you know? <laughs> exactly. So I think that's another thing is, Wherever your attention goes, energy flows. So love that. You have to say that again. <laughs> Wherever your attention goes, energy flows. Energy flows. So give attention to the thing, people, places, or things that you want your energy to flow to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love that. That's going to be the lesson for this upcoming week. Okay, yes, practice <laughs> How it. How do we practice that? Implement it. Yeah, I think you know, we kind of talked about <laughs> it. We we touched on it this whole podcast of like how we do that. And, and it sounds like too, just making sure you create the space. So um, again, thank you for joining the podcast. I'm excited to have another moment like this with you on a different topic. Yes. Yeah, so thank you again. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So thank you again for listening to this episode of Sister Social. And thank you to my beautiful guest, Angela, for joining. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. Oh, okay. (laughs) Look at her. Shameless plug. (laughs) Yes. And have a wonderful, beautiful day. I will see you on the next episode. Bye, y'all.